uh, when you quit coffee, you might have what we call the, the withdrawal effect. It's going to be awful. It's, it can be awful. It can be less good sleep, less, um, of course, less energy at first. It could be migraines. Uh, hence why you have to drink a lot of water and, and the simple, the mere fact of knowing it helps you stick to it. So you know that you're going to feel worse before feeling better. Stick to it. Yeah, Stay em- with me. It's embracing the suck. Which it's is, embracing uh, the suck again. Exactly. coach Sophie Teixeira joins a podcast where we chat about a healthy digestive system, how stress is the root cause of most of our health problems, and how every time you've sat on your toilet to go to the bathroom in your life, you've probably been doing it wrong this whole time. <laughs> so let's do it. Too many days in the darkness without a glimpse of the light. Running tired and broken and scared, but I swear I'll never give up the fight. I see you broken and beat. There's got to be a time that I want you to take me back to, to where there were pizza and wine nights. There was like no nutritional discipline at all. Too much coffee, Mm -hmm. a little bit less sleep to where now nutritional coach. Well, I first of all, I'm French and I grew up on uh, burgers on, on Wednesdays and nuggets and fries. And I've been a child. I've loved all of it. But I also lived in a, in a family who was French and who my, my mom was cooking for the whole family impressive meals all the time. So food was always on the table and not specifically healthy food, but food that was gathering people together. So food that was good for the soul, I would say. So I've always had that. Food was important growing up. Is that up. another but way of saying wine? Good food. Wine, good, cheese, good bread, yeah. you name it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I miss it a bit. No, I'm still, and that's a, a, a key thing. I am not perfect. I am a nutrition coach, yet, yes, sometimes I drink a good red wine. Sometimes in the summer, when I go back to France, I would uh, have a baguette and butter and that's, and but, oh, but I, I enjoy that, yeah. it. This is not my uh, daily uh, routine. And th- that's a key point here. It, what matters is, what matter is not what you do one day, it is what you do every day. And my goal, my, my passion, my, my mission is to help women set up new simple habits that are more healthy a little bit more healthy what they used to so that they go towards more health in general. Simple things. I'm not asking anyone to give up coffee. Some people may need to give up coffee. I was the one who gave up coffee and it changed radically my sleep, my life in general, my energy. My husband runs on coffee. He sleeps like a baby. I am not taking this away from him. No, we're all very bio-individual. So Mm. I'm not here to say, remove this, remove this. I'm here to say, here's what you could add to your daily routine, to your diet, to your meals, to add this, add this, add all these whole foods, these real foods that will make you find true um, nourishment, true energy from within, instead of relying too much on coffee, too much on Coke, too much on uh, all these things. We uh, Is your husband uh, the type that could like drink like three, four cups of coffee and then go to sleep? Uh, he would not do that in the evening, uh, but he has, he has two in the morning. He has one after, uh, and he would, he would be able to have one, uh, after dinner 
and sleep like a baby. And sleep right after, yeah. We are very different. We don't, our bodies are not able to process things the same way from our genes, from our childhood, from, from the way we live our life. He's also a triathlete, which means that he went through, and it's funny because we went through uh, the same transition around the same time of our life five years ago when he started doing triathlons and Ironmans and he lost 13 kilos. Now he's down to that and he has a very healthy lifestyle the same way that i was feeling my worst five years ago a bit more 2007 17 like physically worse physically exhausted mentally mm -hmm. i did not recognize myself and maybe it's a good uh, uh way to introduce why i become became a health coach i think like most of us in this um in this uh field our health journey started with our illness and my illness i didn't know at the time but i would I was running on coffee, running on um, all these um, over-the-counter medication to... to Just get yourself going in throughout yes, the day. because I had migraines. Okay, I, for me, it was normal to take a, an Advil or a paracetamol every day because it was helping. No, it's not. Um, the coffee, same thing. And I was waking up exhausted. You know, when you wake up in the morning and... You, you should feel your best. You when should you feel your best. Yeah. Your cortisol should be up the roof. Mine was low. Uh, I found out later and everything, my, my mood was... Um, I was going through a phase where I had moved all my family from a different country. I lived in Barbados for six years and I wanted more challenges. I wanted to get back to work. I bought and invested in a, in a store and a poolside restaurant in Miami. And I said to my husband, come, we move the whole family to Miami. You can commute from Barbados for one year and then you move with us. And that's what he did. And that year was probably the worst in my life, the most challenging. I was doing it all on my own with a husband barely here, not his fault. Uh, three kids in a new school, this new business to manage that was just shit hitting through the fan all day long and managing all this stress. I had never been so stressed in my life. And that stress, which is often the case in most stories you hear, drove me, uh, drove my health down uh, completely. And it turned out I had uh, developed hypothyroidism. Um, and to date, I am not taking any medication. I am healing myself through a healthy lifestyle and food. Food is not enough. You have to understand that it's a combination of primary food and secondary food, secondary food being the food that you put on your plate. But the primary food is whatever else nourishes you, your relationship, the, the movement you do every day, the exercise, um, your, uh, your finances, your, your, um, your um, home environment, everything plays a role. And the stress management, I'd say it takes 50% yeah, yeah, of that yeah. is key. And you said you develop uh, hyperthyroidism? Hypo hypothyroidism subclinical which means that my uh levels were in the red mm. not completely uh to the point where i needed medication so most people when they're um uh, diagnosed like i was would take medication and i, I had already started uh, my um i decided that it was time i took my health back into my own hands and it's funny how the people you meet in different places at different times can can send you a message my message was you need to start this uh nutrition coaching uh training because it's it's going to take you where you want i had a, a feeling two days later i enrolled a month and a half later the changes in my health were so immense that i had to share it i didn't do it to become a health coach i did it to heal myself and slowly i was seeing so much progress so much um uh, improving my sleep in my digestion in my energy level that i had i said oh, maybe i could 
you know, is it crazy when you when you see those symptoms develop in your body too? Is like the the bad ones, and then when you fix them, how it actually does help your body? It's like because what what stress does, I've noticed it myself. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of that stress probably helped create some of those problems for you, and I've noticed that in my own life too. Mm -hmm. When like I eat like a ton of spicy foods, yes, a ton of spicy foods. You know, it's like my thing, and it's bad because it's like overly spicy foods. Okay, but. It's all in good until there's stress happens because I used to develop, uh, you know what a canker sore is? Yeah. It happens inside your mouth? Yes. I used to get those quite frequently whenever I would have stress because mm -hmm. um, I constantly eat spicy food, spicy food, spicy foods, but then boom, the stress happens and then I kept getting them, getting them and I was like, why am I getting them consistently? Because it's, it's not just something that like happened or I got someplace, right? And then I looked it up and it said the two symptoms, top two symptoms are eating spicy foods, and then stress. stress. It's crazy. And the, 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 th the key thing to what you're saying is that you were good enough to, to observe the symptoms and link it, but most people would have canker sores and heal it with whatever cream or whatever thing, which is a, a, a Band-Aid. But yeah. they, the, the key is to help people observe more their body, their symptoms, and make connections. I keep saying to my, um, to my daughter, I have three kids, and I keep saying to her how much sugar in, um, has an impact on her thoughts, on her anxiety. Oh, an immense impact. Immense. And she's like, ah, okay, you're, you're the nutritionist. They don't believe us. Oh, so she, I, she zeroes you out? Oh, that must drive you crazy. Your allergies, <laughs> your anxiety. And she's like, yeah, okay. So she hears it, but it goes, woo. Slowly it's getting into, my, my two sons are much more receptive. Um, but it will not stop until she understands. But at the same time, I was a child too. And I wonder how I would take it. How old it. is she? She's 12, turning 13. Oh, ah, okay, okay. She's a teenager. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> getting there, getting there. No, no. Yeah, no, no. But she's starting to understand. It, what's difficult is that the connection is not instant. It's not like an allergy. You take something, you have an allergy, you have a reaction. You know you're not taking it anymore. With sugar, it's much more per pervasive. Uh, I don't know the, the exact name in English, but it's, it's much more subtle. In, and un, until you really understand, understanding is key. And uh, until you really understand what it does to your body, to your mind, to your brain, to your all these blood sugar roller coaster permanently, then you're able to make a decision, a conscious, a conscious decision of mind, eating more mindfully. So the whole point of my uh, of root mindful nutrition is is helping people understand what you're creating. Your fork is a weapon of choice in your battle for your health. I love this phrase. It's, it's really that is every day we eat three times a day, some people more, but those three times a day, you have a, a decision to make. Am I making more health? I'm improving my health or am I destroying it? Well, even three times a day too, you can think about that and go like, do I need three times a day? Do I need more than three times a day? Because everyone's different. So if everyone's doing the same thing three times a day, nope. there's a lot of people that are wrong because there's a lot of people that can function just off of one meal a day. Absolutely. And then there's a lot of people like, like me, I've developed really like, I, I almost can't survive. And I feel like pathetic saying it where like, I can't, like I have to eat probably five to eight times a day. And that might be including- A small amount? Well, yeah, that might include one or two actual entree size meals. But then a lot of times I just need something to just um, settle my stomach or so or just get me through because I used to play three sports growing up and uh -huh. then two in college. I was going and to say, are you yeah, very active? Yeah, and I, I used to be extremely active. Mm -hmm. Like 
like where you're you're doing multiple different like swimming, running outside in the summer, like all day long, and your body ends up building up over time a habit of having to put on so many calories mm-hmm. that then eventually later on in life when you don't necessarily need those calories anymore your body's still kind of like whoa like i'm i'm used to receiving all of this you know even though i'm not putting it out mm-hmm. i'm used to receiving it so and how is it working for you if you're not exercising as much and you're still eating you're saying eight times a day l- small amounts small amounts yeah, yeah. um where it, it like one amount could just be like half a can of tuna and some crackers do you think you're eating because you're truly hungry or do you think you're eating as a habit because you were used to doing this both both it's it's the habit and it's also too um i think my body wants it especially with stress i used to i used to alleviate stress Mm -hmm. by the physical activity Ah, so now remove the physical activity i know that firsthand (laughs) yeah um now i can say why i'm not sitting here on like um, a, a huge sofa chair because I'm I'm humongous and 800 pounds and I'm able to sit in this chair and, and pretty good health is no, because and I see you you're very fit so yeah, I, yeah. I'm wondering because speak, I, I've I've this. really tried to zero in on eating healthier you know so so instead of going to the kitchen that that five to eight times a day it's not chips chocolate and and just bad calories it's it's eating something that's going to fill me up mm-hmm. you know with a high protein like yeah. chicken tuna fish um i eat salmon probably two to three times a week which actually sounds like very high class eating salmon and fish but like it's very inexpensive at the stores yeah. like you could you could buy like seven to ten pieces of salmon at like walmart for like 12 dollars. with that we have to have a discussion because quality of animal protein is the key because the same product the same chicken let's say the same chicken Chicken could be either destroying your health or building your health. The only thing that that you need to make sure is that it says no hormones, no antibiotics mm. on it. Organic, no hormones, no antibiotic. It will be a little bit ex- more expensive, but I promise you that by eating this versus the other, you're making a huge change oh, a in huge your health. Change. A huge change. And that's that's my next step. My first step was just getting out of that like high sugar, low protein, like sense and just getting into that because i i had a i was really guilty of this trying to make this humongous macro change in my life and since i didn't do it stair by stair yeah it was just way too much and then it wouldn't yeah it wouldn't sustain so now i'm at the point like all right if i'm at the fish and chicken and 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 like like turkey you know cooked turkey phase now i slowly start to get into now what kind of like turkey salmon fish um tilapia now, how can I transition that to get that at higher quality? Because I've also learned too, this goes back on what you were talking to about before with your daughter, where you take a, um, you, you realize what's going on in your body and just one Google search, which takes 10 seconds, can change your life. Yeah. Yeah. Although there's a lot of information out there and it could be over confusing for people. Most of the people I've met who came to me for coaching, for a coaching program, three to six months, I stay with them and I teach, I tell them, I guide them. I don't teach them. I guide them. I take them from where they are and then slowly help them implement new healthy habits. And it works the same way with everyone. However, not everyone is following the same program. It's completely bespoke because I take people where they are. And culture, we were discussing that before the show, culture has an immense... um, um, 
your eating habits are rooted in your culture. Okay, I'm French. My eating habits come from there. You you grew up in New Jersey. Your eating habits are, are, are determined for, by that. It doesn't mean that you have to eat that same way all uh, all your life. But it it's I start with okay. Most uh, of my clients are from Latin America. What do they eat? What do they eat today? Some some of them are really really dependent on highly processed foods. Some of them are already good. And it's how to get better. And it's, I call it the upgrade. So you open uh, your pantry or your fridge and you look at one product. You learn how to read the ingredients as opposed to reading the macros. You read the ingredients because that's, that is what's telling you, is it a, a real food or is it highly processed and therefore damaging your hormonal system and your the health. Digestive system. Exactly. Immensely. Most sugar it's, it's simple. People understand that sugar is the culprit. People understand that. What they don't understand is where it hides everywhere. Do you know that most of the tomato sauce that we use for our pasta, most of the tomato sauce are loaded with sugar and salt? And this is where, I, so I start there. I'm like, okay, you, you love um, uh, pasta bolognese. Show me your uh, tomato sauce. We look at the ingredients, a list of 20 ingredients that nobody can read. I'm like, mm. I show her an ingredient, uh, a tomato sauce that has tomatoes, onion, garlic, herbs, salt, uh, a tiny bit of uh, maple syrup, perhaps, or something. That's it. This is a food that is nourishing you. So she starts changing that. A simple thing, peanut butter. People are uh, passionate about peanut butter in, in the US. Peanut butter, yes, if it says peanuts, organic peanuts, full stop. That's a food that is nourishing you. That's full of plant-based protein, not the one that says a long list of things that has that has names that you can't even pronounce and that are creating inflammation in your body. So the same food can be upgraded. I call that the upgrade. Once you've done that, once you're in your, um, when you look at um, meat, red meat, grass-fed, when you look at uh, eggs, uh, pasture-raised, um, fish, wild caught, all these things can make a huge difference from where you are. And then I'm not asking everybody to eat the same thing or to eat at the same time every day. No, everybody's different. I try to give them a sense of observe how your body is doing when you give it a bit longer between meals to, to rest and digest and restore and repair. This is why we fast. Then you know how meal. the food affects you. Yes. And some people will say, oh, I'm, I'm eating really healthy and yet their digestion is all over the place. And I find out that they eat almonds, you know, here and there and they, but throughout the day, whenever you put something in your mouth, your body goes through a whole digestion process. And it's important to understand that you have to give it uh, a few hours between each meal. So when I hear you that you eat very regularly, the first thing I want to ask you is if you can try and, and, um, avoid snacking, even if you're snacking on healthy things and see how it impacts your health. Just because your body needs that, that rest to repair and... Well, it doesn't. And, and I want to get there and I'm jealous of people who fast, who only eat once a day because I've heard such great things, like the exact words mm -hmm. from people who I've talked to that like mental just do clarity. it. And mental clarity. That's yeah. exactly it. The clarity and... You said once your body is not is used to not focusing on food, it, it's able to focus on other things. And I was like, oh my gosh, that would that would probably change my entire life. But of course, it's it's going through those first two weeks of just uh, so, really developing that habit. Yes, and it's not for everyone. First, it has been proven scientifically that it works best on men than on women. 
Um, I know for a fact that uh, fasting over a long period can cause some stress on the body. And when you're already a woman over 40 struggling with a thyroid under function, um, this might not be your best uh, decision. Mm, really? Yes, because it creates uh, a stress on the body and it will create more damage. This, so for for the people like me or like uh, like anyone else who... Or, or people who don't have enough calories uh, in their body simply and they don't know and they, they're... Fasting is not for everyone. It can have a huge impact, but there's different ways of fasting. You've heard of intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. Most people think I'm skip breakfast. I'm doing intermittent fasting. It's true. The act of intermittent fasting is to prolong. Uh, the, the simple one is 12 hours between you finish eating your dinner at eight. You start eating your breakfast at eight. That's 12 hours of fasting. That's intermittent fasting, a short phase. If you want to prolong that, most people start breakfast at 10, 11 or 12 their first meal of the day. It works better for men. What I'm saying is that what I've heard a huge improvement when women or when, but men can do the same, you stop eating dinner earlier. It's not very sociable. So you don't okay. do that every day. You can, you, yeah. you don't do that during the weekend. <laughs> yeah. It's not very, but when you can Monday to, to Thursday, uh, if you can eat your last food of the day earlier, uh, and let your body rest until eight or nine, or this is much more productive. If you want to lose weight, much better. If, the problem with skipping breakfast, and that's something that a lot of um, women I helped have rediscovered, is that when you skip breakfast, you're very proud of yourself. You're like, mm, good, I, I didn't get in the calories. And consciously or unconsciously, you eat more. You tend to eat more. Yeah, I was going to say, you do it. You, you, do, you overdo it and then you're hungrier probably four hours later and then you crash and you, you're probably going to have more cravings. So you're not going to get the, the, what you want out of it. So the, one of the first things I, I do with women, believe it or not, is talk about breakfast. And this is my first point. I, had, I, do, I have tips <laughs> for you today. And my number one is let's talk about breakfast. Reintroduce breakfast. Again, if you feel one day that you don't want breakfast because you're not hungry, fine, absolutely fine. But try and reintroduce breakfast in different forms and observe how your cravings go throughout the day. Uh, there's different types of healthy breakfast per se that are very different, either fruit, so fiber-rich food with some uh, nuts and seeds. And so something that creates uh, a very nourishing. I love yeah. fruits in the morning. They uh, they're all high I do in too, actually, now that you say that, because I love just like a, a, a mango that I get from the local store. Exactly. So it's so good. This is nourishing you and pairing it with either nut butter or some nuts or some seeds, uh, hemp seeds or any type of, um, or fresh herbs, mint, fresh mint that you sparkle uh, over it. Um, I love to put tahini over my papaya. Tahini? Listen, I, okay, I knew you would do that face. Please try, try it. If you don't like tahini, start with um, almond butter or peanut butter. I'm trying butter. to get over the spicy foods. This Spiciness. is not spicy. Tahini? tahini? No. Tahini is a, is a paste of a sesame. Oh, the paste. Sesame. Gotcha. I'm thinking what no, you no, put no. on like a margarita and a... No, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's sesame paste. Tahini is sesame okay. paste. Super, super healthy ingredients is the base for a lot of different dressings. and But just drizzling is the base for hummus. Mm, it's what you okay, put okay. with the chickpea and the hummus and having that at home, drizzling it over uh, your favorite fruit. And it, the fact that you're combining carbs with protein and healthy fat is managing your blood sugar. This is your goal throughout the day. Instead of going 
um, high carbs and then crash. And high carbs, a, a, a peak of blood sugar, the insulin kicks in, then the glucagon, and then all over. Um, I'm glad this is filmed because this is important. <laughs> <laughs> you go up and down and you crash. This is why when you eat a chocolate bar and you feel a bit energized or when you drink for two a, seconds a, a, yeah, yeah. Very, yeah and yeah. then you crash, you crash yeah. and then you're hungry again and up and down this is what we want to avoid at all costs this is what leads to cardiovascular disease to obesity to uh to um diet type 2 diabetes this is simply done by combining carbs with protein and fat so at every meal you try to do that Let's go back to breakfast. Another very healthy way to start your day is with smoked salmon, avocado, uh, some greens or uh, spinach. Anything that not everybody fancies a savory uh, breakfast. So that's for people who can do that. doesn't take much time or an egg. Um, well, it's a lifestyle change. It's, too. A, it's, it's, it's taking that time that you're going to waste at night and, and implementing it in the morning. Absolutely. Yeah. But when you're in the kitchen, I'm talking about parents, for instance, your kids are having their breakfast. Uh, very often they now ask me to make an egg and put a slice of avocado on a toast. So this, this doesn't take that much time. But it, it's, you said something very important. I'm passionate about my kitchen. So this is my happy place. I spend a huge amount of hours in there. I'm not asking anyone to become that. This is my passion. Everybody has their own passion. But understanding that... Um, getting more um spending a bit more time in your kitchen will help you immensely in your search for more health because that's where it starts it starts in your fridge it's so easy to to reach out for the bad the the, the bad the processed food the, the the easy reach is everything that's bad it's very highly palatable and it's pleasurable yes but it's really destroying your health back to the the savory breakfast starting your day it's been proven with um salty food so without sugar without that sweet taste means that you're going to have less craving throughout the day you should try it and you have less craving you I have should. less sugar addiction anything to fix digestion and make that healthier well first your digestion this is the first thing it's linked to your spicy food intake oh i know spicy I know. food and oftentimes it comes with the bad fats you know the fried spicy highly sh oh gosh i know if this you, is if, not helping if you knew what i was cooking in my kitchen like five to seven times a week uh you'd be like daniel i mean come on it's right in front of you you know but i have to say um, you're aware of it are oh, you willing I'm, to change i am i am and i i am i have made some changes and i've also realized a lot by doing my own research too that uh huge differences that you can make that you've been that you realize you've been practicing over time completely the wrong way mm, like and well fixing the digestion system right like that even just starts on how to how something enters your body and what condition and then how it leaves it right mm -hmm. And this may be way too much TMI here, but it's for health. It's for health purposes. And this really might- I am might, used to this, this discussion. Shoot. This might change everyone's life here because <laughs> I realized this and I was like, this is one of the lies of society that I've been told my entire life, which is how I even just went to the bathroom. Like how do people go to the bathroom? Number two, they sit on their toilet, right? And what's their body in? It's a 90 degree angle. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> I realized doing it in a 90 degree angle where you're just sitting like you're on a bench is not healthy because it's basically like if you are, you put on a hose and you bend the hose, 
right? Like the water's not going to flow out. Yeah, a little bit will come out. But if you just leave the hose alone and and pour it out like it's supposed to, it'll actually flow out correctly and you're not going to damage the hose. But realizing that if you put your knees to your chest and you're in that 45 degree angle, that that actually opens up your anal cavity that leads from your rectum, that you should barely ever have to use your muscles to get the waste out. You should barely ever have to touch them. So then what ends up happening is you develop hemorrhoids because you're overusing that muscle, especially over time. And by over time, I mean, we're talking like your entire life, like 10, 20 years. And the, you know, what everyone thinks of somebody going number two, number two, when you hear like the push, like the, uh, you know, and, like and- that should never, <laughs> that actually should never happen. And I didn't no. realize that. But people don't talk about that. They don't talk about and, that. And you should go at least once a day. And people go two, three days and think, no, I'm not, you constipate. No, not specific. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, and there are ways, so many ways. I, this is the biggest um, challenge. It, it always comes from that. Because before fixing something, you have to make sure things flows. If you try to fix something, if, you, if, you, if somebody comes to you and say, yeah, I want to do a juice cleanse, which I do a lot with a, a lot of pe- my clients, mm-hmm. you, can't do, you can't do a juice cleanse if the, the rest is not fixed. You, you have can't. To, you can't. You fix and it, and that's that's why I love to say there are no magic pills. Some people want a magic supplement, a magic pill. No, there is none. I'm sorry, but it t- it takes time. And but things, if they are done uh, in the right order, starting from that and then re-adding. Stop. I would say you start making sure that you uh, have more fiber, you have more water, more hydration, more all the simple things that will make you more regular. Then you start adding more whole food, more real food, more things that truly nourished are full of minerals and, and vit- vitamins that are real fuel for your body. And then you, um, you understand that things have to come in and go uh, uh, and they do something and they have to be excreted. Uh, otherwise, they become more toxic. And also, third point, sorry, you, you reduce the triggers you are conscious of what triggers something in your body and you remove, you stop, a little, you cut down on things. And we're talking uh, inflammatory fats, we're talking sugar. Spicy food. Fat, <coughs> spicy yeah, food. Yeah, yeah. Spicy food is not bad in moderation. And when you, I would always prefer you to cook it. So I love that you were cooking it, but we don't know what happens in restaurants. And their goal is not, uh, is to make profit. So uh, they're not particularly uh, making sure that your spicy food is very healthy. But, yeah. Adding a few spices, I love spices. Spices are on in my cabinet or a big part of my journey, uh, but not ultra uh, spicy. There are cumin, there are paprika, there are uh, even cayenne pepper. All these things are great. Well, there's there's times like I'll eat something so spicy. I know that it's so spicy that I'll actually bring a little cup of milk next to me just to be able to dial it down when my face is on fire and i don't know why i don't know why i think it's like maybe i just love like like the challenge of eating it um but yeah i know i know and it's like everything else you have an addiction for spicy food and slowly you have to replace it by things that will um bring you the same satisfaction but that will be um healthier it's about replacing and the um, digestive that that would really wait, probably clear up. I the think entire... you have a big why. You have a big. You have something that really annoys you in your daily life that you're is strong enough to make you want to change. Well, that's that's my candy. 
you know, the spicy foods is my candy. It's my comfort food. It's um, what I rely on to where I end up wanting to kind of relax a little bit. Because after a long day, my favorite meal ever is, is to throw in Trader Joe's spicy wings into the air fryer. So they're already spicy. Uh-huh. They come out perfect. The best wings on earth from the store are spicy wings from Trader Joe's, by the okay. way. And 17 minutes, 400 degrees in the air fryer. They come out spicy. And then what do I do? Drizzle it with extra hot Franks. Mix it, mix it, mix it. And um, then I'll eat it. And I've actually been trying to find, this is how bad it is. I've actually been trying to find a good lemon pepper spice to um, dry season it over top of the spiciness that's already coated on top of Trader Joe's seasoning. That's how bad it is, but- You have to have a cup of milk or, do you know the the honey helps as well. Oh, does it? I know that because there is a very crazy show in France where there's this, it's two people and they are trying uh, spicy sauces while having a discussion. You and I, it's as if you and I were having a discussion and we're trying wings with hot sauce. It starts from the the mild to the highly, highly spicy. And they're having a discussion and until they can't speak, they're crying and they're, oh, it's yeah, super yeah. funny. And then they, they use, they take the whipped cream and all these things. So yes, I know that. I think it's called the Scoville scale. I think it's what it's called, right. the, the spicy scale. So yes, it works, but let's get you out of this uh, bad eating habit. Well, the thing is getting out of the bad heat, heat eating habits, you then have to then look at, well, where's, where's the, the stress what coming do, from? What's causing that drive to the, to the eating habits? You're so. eating either because you're hungry or because you're eating your emotions, yeah. your stress, your boredom, your loneliness. How often do we find ourselves opening the fridge because we're bored? And this is, so this, this leads, I don't know if you're, I think your listeners would be interested. There are ways there. I think it, it goes in three phases. The first thing is you acknowledge your craving. You acknowledge it. You don't, you don't try to fight it or to avoid it at all costs because it will be stronger than us. <laughs> we have those cravings. So you acknowledge and you try to observe it. Where, where does it come from? Does it come from, um, you explore, is it because I'm really hungry? In which case you might need this. Or is it because I'm um, annoyed, because I'm angry, because I'm scared, because I'm anxious, because I'm sleep deprived? Sleep deprivation is one of the main cause for um, for uh, cravings, oh, and we for don't sure. know yeah, that. For sure, it's a cause for everything. Sleep is where I start with everyone because if you don't sleep well, we know it. You don't live well. You're you're annoyed by everything. You're um, you're irritated, and which makes and you you have cravings, which makes you bad at what you do throughout exactly. the day, which then causes more stress because you're not wanting to be there. So you're not going to generally, I would say, do the best job that you could have done. And that's going to cause stress, especially when we live in a hyper competitive society in virtually every social institution, whether that's like work, dating, friendships, fashion, it could be anything. And if you, yeah, it is. And if you stink at any of them, it's going to end up causing more stress. You think you need to be perfect at everything. That's the first thing you need to that's the first thing I said no to. I'm not going to be perfect and that's okay. And so, but sleep was my starting point. I needed, I wanted to get more, more restorative sleep. And it takes time, but there are things you put into places, into place, sorry. It's, it comes from what you do in the morning to what you do uh, throughout the day and right before bed. And there are ways to sleep better. 
There are, and I think probably you could probably speak on this, but as soon as you ask somebody about how they're sleeping and if they say, I don't sleep well or anything, the very next thing they say is probably something pointing to their stress. Yeah. Right off the rip. Yeah, but there's, um, I love to hear the routine. Like I would ask you, what do you do from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed? Listen carefully. And then I would tell you, change that to that. Swap this, try this. Simple things. And understanding what it does to your cortisol level, which is completely unbalanced because it's supposed to be high in the morning and then slowly go down. And most people who don't sleep, it's the contrary, it starts low. That's why you're exhausted in the morning. And then you're okay during the, the day because you have all these uh, ex, ex, excitant, uh, exciting uh, things like caffeine and yeah. things that excite you. And then come the end of the, the, the day, you're not sleepy anymore. And you're like, ah, I can't go to sleep. I can't go to sleep. Plus the, the, the being scared about not being able to sleep, which is a huge thing. And you, if you start your day by, um, from first of all, going outside, going outside, having the real, to kick start, to tell your body this, to tell your body that you're living with the light. So it's time to wake up and have the energy. Instead of that coffee that you really strongly need in the morning, have a, a cup of a, a nice green tea with a toasted rice or something. This is my favorite. Um, have water. Water, water with lemon. Something that just helps you uh, flush everything from the day before. Well, sometimes <laughs> I'm just jealous of like our ancestors and the Andretals because A, they ate organically. They drank way more water local, than we did. And local. Yeah, and very local, very local. <laughs> it doesn't get more local. They also went to the bathroom the correct way because mm -hmm. they didn't have a toilet nope. that they were designed to, to sit on. So they actually did a squatting position, which was... Now, now I'm not going to say I'm completely jealous of their lifestyle in comparison to us, but it reminds me of my... Uh, Grandmother, who was born and raised in, in Chihuahua, Mexico, she was talking to my mother one time and said, uh, just talking about, I guess, that, like farming or how they grew up or what she was eating. And, you know, in Chihuahua, Mexico, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not the United States. So obviously, you know, economy is different and, and so forth. And she had said, said to my mother, I didn't realize I was eating organic that whole time. You know, and she started laughing herself into like a heart attack because it was so funny because she realized that like that was actually a healthier way of, of living. Back then, they didn't have a problem with gluten either. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. today yeah. we have so many people who are sensitive to that because the crops have changed because we're in a world where productivity and, uh, is key. So the, the, the crops have changed and they're now attacking our, our um, immune system. Except for some people. And talking about stress, going into, mm -hmm. say, like the end of the year, which is yeah. predominantly mm -hmm. the holidays, I would say what the time of if there's any time of year in particular the most stressful one i would say it's now because it's the end of the year people start going oh crap i didn't do x y and z throughout the year and i did abc meaning the things that they didn't want to do and now they're staring down a, a, a new year along with all the resolutions the, the resolutions and the family stuff and but also what what comes with that too i like to think of us as very symmetrical with animals and and their habits whatever an animal is doing sometimes we're doing just maybe not on the same level mm -hmm. and Impulsive. i always i always look at us as 
in this time of year, similar to like black bears and bears and what they go through and high, right before hibernating and it's about to get really cold and really our behaviors with them are very similar where they start going through hyperphalasia, which is putting on 20,000 calories a day to get prepared for the winter. Now, obviously- That's your plan with Thanksgiving no, 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 and Christmas? Not fully, <laughs> not fully, but I think of us more in a proportional way, obviously, where- we kind of act very similarly where the winter months come on, we kind of start to take on that same role of like, let me just get it, get as much as I can. Let me consume as much as I can, where the standards, I feel like drop a little bit, especially people living in colder climates. I, I was where, going to object. We live in Miami. Yeah. So don't use this <laughs> an excuse to eat more in November, December no. and less in January. Cause no, Cut the crap. This is uh, summer all year long. So you don't have that excuse. Not I'm not going to ask you to skip the holidays and the fun. Do it, but do it with moderation. Yes. But the, the thing is with moderation, it's hard to mm -hmm. put it a, a, red, a hard line on that because what do we end up doing? It's like when we do have that huge meal at Thanksgiving or I mean, forget Thanksgiving too, because that is just one day. Why? And even Christmas Day, but I feel like what happens is we've it's celebration time, so yeah. we gotta have dinner parties. We we yeah, it's we, we we open up that that floodgate of like okay, well we alcohol. did do that, you know the alcohol, which really plays a factor. Where right, you, sugar, just drinking. Well, it's sugar, but also what it leads to too. It's excess because you don't think about what you're doing. Yeah, and you you stop your physical fitness. And you stop your physical fitness. It's like, all right, well, I could just eat what I want, you know. And then it's a slow decay into the winter, kind of like just how black bears end up settling and just sleeping the whole winter. We kind of subconsciously end up putting ourselves into that same um, phase mentally. But you us. sound like it's a fate. Like this is what's going to happen. How about you decide here in November that it's not going to happen to you, that you're not going to do this, that you know better and that you want to try something else, to try not to overeat when there is some nice uh, dinner parties and to try to stop, to stay away from the, uh, from the bar or the thing a little bit, to have those little things that won't um, stop you from having fun, but that will be a bit more um, uh, sensitive. Um, and again, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't have fun, but having a, a plan in place, a determination of this year, I want to keep exercising. If I want to keep exercising tomorrow, I, it means that tonight there's a party. I'm going to drink a lot of water before I get to the first uh, glass. And then maybe I'll, I'll alternate with water and maybe I will stop. Uh, I will go to the more um, uh, plant-based stuff on the table rather than fitting in what I can fit, you know, and stop before you're full. Sort of like a New Year's resolution? Yes, but why don't you do them now? So that everything comes in easier. And then you don't wake up in January exhausted. Uh, let's try it. I've tried it. Yes, and with New Year's resolutions, I was going to ask you this because you probably hear this so much um, with the work that you do, people trying to change their health, mm -hmm. their nutrition, their physical fitness. And my birthday, my 30th birthday was just in, in this past September. And I thought of this as such a more functional way of actually achieving your goals in like a new year's resolution, which your new year's resolution should take place on your birthday, mm -hmm. not on new year's Eve, because I like that. It gets, gets twisted with everybody else's resolutions. It starts the same time it's every commercialized. year. Yeah, and it's not individualized. <laughs> Where on your birthday, you're setting like these vows for yourself. Yeah. And then of, 
over the course of an entire year, you're going to other people's birthdays. They're doing the same thing, which then reminds you throughout the year, well, where am I? Give me a check. Because if you think of any resolutions, when's the last time somebody checked on their New Year's resolution from 2023? It'd be like, oh, probably like in like February when we're already towards the end of the year. So it's like you don't have any checks, which is really the definition of accountability. So it's like if we do these on our birthdays, we can solely be in our own space and think of, well, what would benefit me the most? And you're really in your own space where you can make your own clear approach to how you want to live the rest of that year, which your year is from mm-hmm. your birthday to your next birthday. That's your year. It's not January 1. My to- year is September to September because I have young children still. But I like this from your birthday to the next uh, birthday. And you, you, you said something super key here. Your friends or the people you hang out with are super important. If they are all party animals that don't care about their health, it's going to be much harder for you. If you're surrounded by people who also uh, exercise, who also want to eat healthy sometimes, who also like to party because it's part of life. Uh, but, <coughs> Miami. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but not to... You, 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 you've often, we've often heard that we're the, the, the average of the people, the, our five best friends, you know? Yeah. And it's true. And it, it's, it was for me much easier when I went through this transition uh, of nutrition um, and health that my husband was also competing for triathlons and Ironmans in Miami and all over the world because he needed that help and he was doing it with me. And, uh, he, and we both were helping each other. So it's important that whoever you live with or whoever you hang out with is also on the same phase because trust me, it will be so much easier for you. And one more thing on this subject is that, um, and I know it uh, from experience, when you start derailing, when you start eating too much, drinking too much, waking up uh, tired, um, not exercising because it's too hard because you're physically sore and it's going to be much more difficult to get back on track. If you do something, if you keep, if you lead um, a healthy life, first you'll you'll have so much energy that you'll be the best at everything that you do. Who would want to give up that? I, I would not want to give up my life now for what I had five years ago. So I know that when I decide with my, my husband to open or my friends to open an amazing bottle of Bordeaux uh, from a super nice year, we are going to enjoy it. I'll pay a bit the price the next day and not that, not that much because when it's good wine, it doesn't affect your, yeah, <laughs> your brain right that much. That. You are right yeah. with that. Uh, but I know, and I do it consciously. I, I know that I'm going to pay a bit the price, but I do it because I, it makes me spend an amazing moment. And this is so key. But I will not go uh, and, and drink uh, uh, stupidly and lose track of everything because I know I will be irritated all the time. I know I will have zero energy the next day, the next week. The ne- I know I will not be able to get back to my 30 minutes of movement exercise every day. And I hate that. Well, you consciously going, okay, th- you know, I don't, I don't want to go back to this. I want to stay mm-hmm. on my track. You can, and I've done this too. You can actually consciously do the same thing, but on the downward mm-hmm. spiral, which I think is, it's just as important to know that and to embrace it because um it's like there's a saying um called embrace the suck which a lot of times we try to fight a fall that's happening and it will happen you know it will happen and we we keep trying to fight 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 but 
the quicker you just accept you're falling down, the quicker you get to the bottom, the quicker you get back up. And there's been times where I'm like, all right, like November, like this month, crazy month for me, mm -hmm. crazy, crazy month. And I just, I'm just accepting like there's going to be very little times where I'm going to actually have some like some a lot of good ups, you know, because of just how much you got on your plate trying to get to the end of the year. The podcasting ends end of November where like Spotify, a lot of these platforms wrap up. So I'm like, I got to really hit the ground running and and get something to look forward to. Exactly. Exactly. So I know like, like I'm going to go down a little bit. It might even be like, if I, if I, I might not, I'm not going to be able to eat, right. I just have to accept. I'm not going to be able to, to shop the way I want to cook the way I want to. I'm going to, that's I'm, fine. Accept. Yeah, it, it, I'm going to accept it, but I know that by me accepting and embracing it, I know that there is the end of the book, which I'm writing. I'm putting down that th there's going to be an end to this chapter and I'm going to decide it. But sometimes I've found where I try to just fight every single little micro battle you lose that you lose. And then you look at the course of like three months and you're like, <laughs> damn, if I just like organized all that into one month i could have been out of that phase in one month um because you do go through those ups and downs and um it, you it is there's times where i'm like i don't want to ever go back to that but then sometimes i feel myself going in just because of life circumstances and i just have to i'm like all right deep breath i'm gonna open your toolbox you have yeah, the yeah, tools yeah. you know you're 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 very knowledgeable about all these just you know that you have the tools that now use them and and this is my this is my mission is to to help people. It's I don't want people to listen to me and think ah oh, it's she's got all figured it out. Uh, it's easy for her, but where from where I stand, it's a mountain. No, it was a mountain for me too. But it's like taking every sim simple hill <laughs> one at a time, and then you and it's about progress, not perfection. Screw perfection. Um, really, it's every single thing that you put towards better health will pay off. Not now but it will. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a journey, but it's about, um, and also I want to make sure that people understand that it's not by trying another diet that they will get through this. It's, I don't believe in diets. They're, um, they work for a certain amount of time and they're a good tool on a, on your journey for specific people. They are sometimes completely opposed. Yeah. Well, they're opposed. Uh, like you take the carnivore diet, you take the, the plant-based diet. They can help people in different ways. They all lead to frustration. They all lead to an array of other health issues that they provoked from the deficiencies, from the lack of the, the, the lack of calories sometimes. So don't eat salads, just nourish your body. N learn in the real food world, in the things that grow, in the, I call it the real food, like uh, stay slowly, stay away from highly processed food and learn how you can make real food taste absolutely delicious so that you actually look forward to eating. So you have, I have, like, I know I'm going to go back after that and I, and I want to, to create a delicious lunch for myself. I look forward to it and it's not, and, and it's not a diet. It's a way, it's a sustainable way of eating that you've moved from one type of food to a more health promoting um, type of feeding yourself that you actually look forward to. So there's no frustration in there. Yeah, which is. And you keep a healthy weight, to... you stay clear of, of uh, more um, health issues down the line when you're older. Sometimes people don't understand because they're in their 20s and their 30s, their body is much more resilient. When you hit 40 and after, you pay the check. 
Yeah, and, and you're also your body has multiple different ages. I'm learning because um, if you were to look at my digestive system, it's probably the age of like a 75 year old person. You know, and but then you know, I think my mind and my energy is is that of like 10 to 15 years old. Yeah. You know, and sometimes I, I um, it's funny. I've I've had people like. It was somebody the other day I was talking to. We were just talking talking about ages. It was her birthday, and she was like, "Well, you're much younger than me." She's like turning twenty five, and I was like, "Just because I don't have facial hair doesn't mean I'm twelve, you know?" But no, it's uh, I I agree with that too because you're you know as you, as you get older, your body sometimes people the way they treat it it gets so old or it stays young or it even just gets younger, and you can tap into those areas later on in life with what you've kept young, but I mean, it's, it's very difficult once you, you've aged and overused it. And especially you combine overuse and misuse. That's very difficult to undo, but at the same time, it's like cigarettes, you know I mean? Like you, this, the first week you quit cigarettes, like your body just self heals itself. It self heals uh, over time. <clears throat> There's a thing uh, that's very true is that the period you stop something addictive, you sometimes get worse before you get better. Uh, when you quit coffee, you might have what we call the, the withdrawal effect. It's going to be awful. It's, it can be awful. It can be less good sleep, less, um, of course, less energy at first. It could be migraines. Uh, hence why you have to drink a lot of water. And, and the simple, the mere fact of knowing it helps you stick to it. So you know that you're going to feel worse before feeling better. Stick to it. Yeah, Stay with me. It's embracing the suck. Wait, which it's is, embracing uh, the suck which, again. Exactly. It's, not, it's not too uh, Shakespearean or... Uh, <laughs> you know, embrace the suck. <laughs> Scoop perfection, yeah, embrace the suck. Yeah. I wonder what the um, ancient... Um, Greek philosophers would say, uh, like, oh, embrace the suck. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But thank you so much for all this, Sophie. I appreciate you coming Thanks. on. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Thank of you course. for finding me. <laughs> Yo, of course. Like, you know, like a social media hunter, right. you know. Um, See, all this time I spent on social media finally pays off. Yes, it pays does. Back. It does. And we will link up down the road then. Mm -hmm. All righty. Of course. It was really lovely to, uh, to meet you.